giving you the breakdowns, the bets, and the hot takes from the perspective of two former OU Athletics employees. You're listening to the Mainline Podcast with Tyler Burton and Adam Jaquez. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Let's go. It's the Mainline Podcast. He's Tyler Burton. I'm Adam Jacquez. we got a big show tonight. Uh, we're going to get into an interview here with Alyssa Brito. We're going to go through some of your bold predictions for the upcoming softball season. And then uh, what probably is the most exciting video that I think we've ever released here at the Mainline, the 2024 softball hype video. So stick around to the end as we premiere that for the very first time. Before we dive into some softball talk, though, we do have to mention a few different items that are happening on the football landscape. It'll be a very softball-heavy show tonight, uh, but uh, we do need to address a few things there. So let's start with uh, Garen Hatchett. Um, Still, I think we're learning how to pronounce his first name, but uh, OU gets his commitment yesterday to help bolster that offensive line unit. For all the haters of Bill Beanbow out there, I hope that your your apologies are as loud as the criticism has been for this man for the last six, better part of the last couple of months. So, but no, Adam, you hit the nail on the head. A fantastic day in the transfer portal world for OU football as they do land the commitment of Garen. That's what we're going to go with. Hatchet, the uh, six foot four, three hundred pound offensive lineman transfer from the University of Washington. Uh, is going to come to Oklahoma. That's definitely going to be a guy that you would think is going to have the opportunity to be a plug-and-play type starter day one at Oklahoma. Two years of eligibility remaining. He was fantastic this past season uh, with the Huskies. Got a little bit banged up uh, kind of towards the back half of the season, but he played in 12 games this season. Um, ultimately, you know, was a huge part of that Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. So he goes from one Joe Moore, uh, offensive line coach, to another in Bill Beanbow. This is a fantastic pickup uh, for for uh, Oklahoma. And, you know, we've been critical about Adam. Maybe not as critical as some of the masses that are out there in social media about the uh, the overall performance in recruiting when it comes to Bill Beanbow. But you can't you you can't knock this guy for what he's you know continued to done. He are, he joins a. Uh, a uh, transfer portal class that's already got the likes of Spencer Brown from Michigan State, uh, Fubichi and Weiwu from North Texas, Michael Tarquin from USC. Oh, and by the way, you've still got Eddie Pierre-Louis, Daniel Akinkumi, uh, and uh, Eugene Brooks coming in as well. So fantastic uh, haul for uh, for Bill Beanbow. And this is something that Adam uh, Oklahoma had to have, and they got it, getting uh, Garen Hatchett to become a part of this class and become part of this team going into what's going to be a tough uh, opening inaugural season in the sec great job by oklahoma today i still think you want to get one more tackle or develop some depth there or at least feel better about maybe a guy like logan howland i'm sure uh, he'll make a a strong development as the spring goes on here but um, nil we've talked a lot about how that's come into play for not only offensive line but other positions as well and um, here's an opportunity if you want to support nil and get some value out of that and rather than just maybe um, I know there's different opportunities to be involved in NIL. Some of them are just, hey, you, you chunk 25, 50 bucks in that direction every month, and maybe you don't get a whole lot out of it. Well, uh, Red Dirt Media has put together a pretty cool event, uh, the Sooner Sit Down that's coming up on February 17th. It's at the Noun Hotel, 6 p.m. That's Saturday night. There's going to be 10 different Sooner players there, including Nick Anderson, Caden Helms, who are doing a show here with Red Dirt Media. Uh, we are a Red Dirt Media show, so of course we're going to promote this. And then uh, former Sooner Trevor Knight's going to be there as well. So I know they're probably going to announce some names uh, maybe over the course of this week that are going to be at that sit down, but it's an opportunity for you to 
get dinner and drinks, have some merch giveaways, get some meet and greet opportunities with some of these players uh, and and really support the NIL opportunities for these guys. And that's going to help um, you know, take care of some of the guys that are currently on campus so that maybe we can use some of those more NIL funds from the collectives and things like that uh, to potentially get some more uh, portal players or high school players that are certainly need for the OU team. So uh, we'll link that in the show notes, whether you're listening on podcast or watching here on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you check that out and uh, join Red Dirt Media at the Sooner Sit Down on February 17th. Yeah, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity, a chance for fans, uh, supporters of this football program to get out, have an opportunity to kind of mingle with some current players. Trevor Knight's going to be in attendance. We all know, uh, you know, from watching the show, Nick Anderson, Caden Helms, you know, they're they're a, a fantastic duo. So you know it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you, you know, really good football players, a chance to meet and greet, kind of mingle a little bit, rub some shoulders. Uh, so just all in all, if you're an Oklahoma fan, if you're interested in NIL, if you're interested in making an impact and donating to this, you know, collective, uh, to, you know, going towards the program, then, you know, definitely uh, stop out by the Noun Hotel that Saturday night. It's going to be a fun event. Uh, we look forward to it. Only 40 tickets. So make sure you get those now. Yeah. Let's jump to what everyone's here for, though. Alyssa Brito, the interview. We'll go to that right now. It is our pleasure on tonight's episode to be joined by the third baseman of the Oklahoma Sooners. That is the three-time defending national champion, Oklahoma Sooners softball here in Norman, Oklahoma. Alyssa Brito is in the house. Alyssa, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We know that it's a uh, super busy time of the year as the uh, season looks to kick off here in just 15 short days. I can't believe that softball season is here. It kind of feels like I know on this podcast, we love talking about diamond sports and football season. Once it finishes up, then that's one of the best parts of softball and baseball are coming in right behind it. So, Alyssa, let's just kind of dive into it. Last year, you led the team in home runs, doubles, and were near the top in batting average as you helped bring home the program's third straight national championship. But I'm sure you're working even harder over the course of this offseason, over the course of camp, going into the season here in just a couple of weeks. So what areas of your game are you seeking to show the most improvement coming out of the spring? Um, I think just going back into what I was doing more similarly in the spring, just continuing to have that mentality um, just of confidence in the box. I think that's mm -hmm. when I'm at my best and kind of continuing that um, that mindset when I go in. Um, I think definitely just holding down that hot corner is a really big part of it. And um, another thing that I'm really just continuing to improve on every single practice is just that bunt game, that short game coverage, because mm -hmm. it's just very important. Um, when we have great pitchers like we do on our staff, we have to make sure we cover all grounds um, on defense just because sometimes teams have to resort to the short game um, when things may not be going their way um, because we do have an incredible staff. So that is another point that I'm definitely going to be focusing on, um, but definitely just carrying that momentum from spring, but definitely knowing um, that pitchers going up against me and teams are going to be trying to um, continue to find um, weaknesses. So just trying to hone in on what those are um, and really just attack those so that I'm ready for whatever they throw at me. I know that Oklahoma fans, they get a chance to see the finished product when you girls take the field um, over the course of the next three to four months. But talk to us a little bit about the practice regimen. I always tell Adam, my co-host on the show, that one of my favorite parts whenever we do you know, get a chance to come out and you know, watch you girls in action, I enjoy watching the pregame almost <laughs> as much as I do the game itself just because the warm-ups, you guys are so sharp, so crisp. Everything is so fundamentally sound. 
Talk about Coach Gasso and how you know that has been such a huge focal point for you guys. It's not just how well you guys can hit the baseball, but mm-hmm. you know how much pride you take in being such a dominant defensive team on the other side. Yeah, well, when I first came in here my sophomore year, the biggest thing she said on her end, because obviously JT takes care of the offensive side, but she said defense wins championships. And I truthfully believe that. I think that um, a great defense can steal momentum from an offense. Um, And I think when we face so many great teams like we do, um, the really amazing part is, is we'll have momentum from our lineup um, funnel into our defense. And if we're able to really just like nip it in the butt, whenever somebody kind of, um, comes at us quick, uh, with maybe like hard shots, hard, hard hits. And if we're able to defend that and really like catch that momentum right where it is, I think we definitely take that and we run with it when we get to our offense. Um, but I mean, you see amazing plays like, um, Jada Coleman robbing home runs. I mean, those are game changers. And like you've seen in a lot of past seasons and especially in the big moments in OKC, um, big double plays, different things like that to get us out of innings. Those are the things that we really focus on in practice and creating that intensity, um, especially with Coach Yasso. She's constantly um, pushing the envelope envelope, and um, she continuously is like, okay, now I'm going to try to get the ball by this infield and I need you guys to lock it down like imagine this is um sixth inning seventh inning and you're down and we need to get back in the dugout and score some runs like this is the situations we're being put in and when we create that defensive pressure um that's why you see us so composed when we're in those moments and then when we get in those moments and we get those opportunities like Jada Coleman she's a great example I mean she's amazing the best center fielder in the game and hands down one of the most momentum changers that we've seen is those robbed home home runs. And Mm -hmm. um, so those are just really key, key parts of our defense. And I think um, we get a lot of talk about how dominant our offense is, but, um, and we have great pitching staffs, but I think defense as a whole, when we know that we can bring confidence to our pitchers, like we will lock it down as long as you keep it, in the park or slightly outside of the park for people <laughs> like Jada and our outfield mm-hmm. to go to work. Um, I think that gives them that, that edge to just go up there and play free. Alyssa, I know that faith is a big part of the culture that coach Gasso has instilled at Oklahoma, which to me, you know, really creates the infectious joy that we see, you know, from the team, you know, as you, it's not just the way that you guys play the game, but the enjoyment that you get out of, you know, just being around each other, being, you know, part of the team, being around the coaching staff, different things like that. So can you talk about how having this type of mindset, um, you know, kind of helps you and the team, you know, not just during the game, but, you know, getting through the grind of, you know, the treacherous three, four month season. Um, Yeah, I think, Um, A little bit of my testimony is just coming in here sophomore year. I will admit, like, I came in that fall and I was like, I just want to win national championships. Like, that's my goal. I came on campus and it was really cool to kind of see the Lord work in my heart and in my life and just to have him redirect that focus. And that's how I got saved here was kind of understanding, like, it's not about getting a starting spot or getting a national championship. And I think um, getting saved and having that perspective shift from being around great Christians like Grace Lyons, Riley Boone, um, Jada Coleman, Tiara Jennings, like all these people. Um, and hearing them when I came into this program talk about like, 
yeah, it's amazing. Like we won a national championship and we're going for a back to back. Cause that was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing them kind of talk about, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Like, let me tell you about this, this guy named Jesus. And I think that's what was so beautiful is coming into this program, seeing that mindset shift. It was mind blowing to me. And then mm-hmm. now fast forward being in my senior year, and kind of learning from leaders like Grace Lyons on how to step into that spiritual leadership role. Um, I think truthfully us having an eternal perspective on things allows us to have freedom for the things we do here on earth, because we know, um, again, you guys hear us talk about it all the time, but this is just a mission field for us to play differently. It's not that we, we play for an audience of one, but we're ultimately serving the Lord in how we handle failure, how we have joy and freedom when we play. And then, like you said, when we step off the diamond, we can have Bible studies and we can get real about our faith. What are you struggling with as a Christian? What are some things like with school, your mental health, with your family life? What is happening? Like, how can we serve you? And I think when we have that faith aspect, not only does it grow your relationship with the Lord, And it really like allows you to look in the mirror and evaluate what are my intentions? Like, who am I serving? Because if I'm serving the world, it's going to be temporary. Um, Mm -hmm. No one's ever satisfied. And I think when I figured out that mentality of it doesn't matter. And I came in and I was like, whoa, like, yeah, I won a national championship. That was such an amazing goal. And it's awesome. But the next day I woke up and it was like the next question from the world was, are you guys going to do it again? So it's that shift of this is a temporary earthly thing that's beautiful because we get this platform to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But having that mindset of knowing that like my heavenly father sees me as a daughter of Christ, not as a softball player, that just Mm -hmm. allows us to be free on the field, like I said, play with joy. But when we step off, we can serve each other as sister, each other as sisters of Christ. And then we can go on in our communities and serve and um, step aside and walk differently on campus and throughout our lives. So I think going back to your question, when we're in the grind, having that foundation of Jesus and knowing what your purpose is, I think that is honestly the driving force for me and for many of the girls that are followers of Christ, Mm -hmm. Um, because we know, yes, this is so hard. Living in this space is hard. Um, And And we know that more than anyone, but who are we doing it for? And that's to serve the Lord, knowing that he's given us this, this ability to be in front of millions of people and to tell them like, this is awesome. But if you would just like come to know the goodness of God, it would be abundantly Mm -hmm. more than any trophy would provide. So yes, that's a lot, but (laughs) that was kind of Uh, the gist of a testimony, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's that separates us uh, well as entertaining and as fun as it is you know to watch you guys play the game of softball it's almost just as much gratifying it is to you know to hear the testimony to hear some of the stories why you guys play uh for the things that you do and you know you're not just chasing wins uh, chasing wins chasing championships but there's a whole other side to it and you know why you guys are able to gain so much gratification from it i want to touch on coach gasco one more time and then we'll talk about this year's upcoming team um, you talked about the uh, the mentality, having a championship mindset on and off the diamond. Everybody sees the accolades. Everybody sees the records that keep being broken by t- it just seems like time after time again. The next year's team just continues to you know take it up one more notch. 
But what makes Cad, Coach Gasso so unique, and what is it about her that brings out the best in you girls, or you know, just you, Alyssa? You know, not just as a softball player, uh, but but as both you know, young women that are preparing to you know conquer the world past the days of playing softball. You know, whether it's as a mom, as a boss, you know, CEO, whenever that next chapter of your life does begin. Um, I think a motto that she tells our parents and what she tells us every year is, "I'm gonna give you the opportunity to learn." how going from a girl to a woman to a woman is the most important part of this. Like she wants us to step out uh, out of this game and be completely confident in who we are. And um, a lot of us have uh, like, as you guys have seen over the years, like we've grown up and we've turned into these boss ladies. And that's because she's constantly telling us like, never hold yourself to any limitation that the world gives you. Like, um, we don't talk a lot about the records or the victories, but she's like, you guys like encouraging us, like not only are you breaking glass ceilings in the sport, but you can continue to do that once you step off this diamond too. And I think that encouragement and even just coming from her perspective too, and seeing how um, like, not only is this about creating women in her program, but she just wants to give us the best opportunities as females in general. I think that's um, what just sets a really good example for us to hold ourselves to that standard. And um, just that womanhood talk, I know I'm really confident in where I will step into the world and what I know now is um, definitely not the person I stepped into mm -hmm. sophomore year. And we've had so many conversations between me and coach on like the growth factor of it all. And it was just kind of amazing to see how God's worked in my life, but not only that, but just to see the growth over the years. And I think that's one thing that she does um, really well is she hones in on what are your passions? What do you want to do and shoot for the moon? Um, I think not only in her position as a coach, but as a female, she constantly is like towing the line on like, what more could we do for the sport? And I think that just sets a good example for us as women, um, whether that's in softball and pro softball in ministry mm -hmm. as, um, I don't know, sports agents, whatever we want to do in our lives. Um, cause that varies throughout the entire team, but whatever that is, um, to never like allow the world to like put a cap on what you can do. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, that's encouraging to me. And I know like in our senior year for the big group of girls that we have, she's just been really, um, reminding us to find the joy in this and to really stay present and locked in on where we are, where we are right now, because we're going to carry these moments and these learning experiences and these lessons into where we go next. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Ne next question for me, Alyssa. Th this year's team, obviously, you've got a lot of returning starters, a lot of returning production, but you do you do miss do miss out on having Grace Lyons as a part of the program. And you know, I know I know that for a lot of Oklahoma fans out there that have followed Oklahoma softball, you know, for the better part, especially of the last fifteen to twenty years, you're probably not going to find somebody as more impactful as what grace was uh, for, for this program. So who's a young player that you've noticed? Because I know a lot of the attention, you know, whether it's, it's Brito, it's Coleman, Hanson, you know, different things like that. But who's a young player or two that you think uh, that you've noticed in practice leading up to the start of the season, that's going to make Sooner Nation excited about the future. Once you guys get this thing going here in about two weeks time. Um, honestly, that list could kind of go on with the talent that we've gotten. Mm -hmm. Um, from this freshman class, um, 
they're honestly incredible. They came in and they kind of not went under the radar necessarily, but they're just soaking in all the information they can from us. Um, and they just want to know, like they have told us, like, we're just learning from you guys. Like mm-hmm. whether that's just watching what you're doing, we're just seeing what examples you're setting because we know um, like what we've established in this program and what they want to carry on. And I think that's amazing because um I mean, whenever you're a graduating class, you want to you want to see that culture that's been working continue Mm -hmm. and to see them so bought into wanting to know more on like, how can we continue that championship mindset culture into the years to come? Because we want to be in your positions, um, leading teams to national championships, going through that process and having that standard of excellence. Um, But those those freshmen that have came in this year. They have really just answered the call. Not only are they very talented, but their mentality is great. Um, I mean, they're program guys, and they don't sit on the sidelines. Like, they're up there doing the thing, too. And that's what's awesome is their talent is going off, but they're also learning a lot, and they're open to suggestion, constantly asking Mm -hmm. questions. Um, But another name I would say is Avery Hodge. Um, I think you guys have already seen it in the fall. I mean, she makes incredible plays. She's mm-hmm. um, she's a gamer, and that's honestly how I characterize her. Um, she's got this bubbly personality, and she just has a lot of joy when she plays. And um, she's like a little sister to a, a little sister to a lot of us. And um, yeah, she's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I also another one I would say. See, this list could go on for a long time. <laughs> We just have like awesome girls, um, mm-hmm. not only awesome players, but awesome people. But Hannah Core is another one that I think Sooner Nation will be really excited to watch. Um, I could see her just definitely having a really good comeback here. Um, she had some injuries that she went through, but she's hungry. And I played with her since Travel Bowl, and I've always known that she's loved the game. So I'm excited to see the impact she makes. And um, I think she's also a leader with how she leads by example on the field and the hard work that she has in practice. So, Well, Alyssa, we'll go rapid fire here in our last segment before we get you out of here. So a couple questions here that may or may not have anything to do with softball. We'll see where it takes us. Question number one, we know that Patty likes to keep it l- things loose, keep things fun. How good of a locker room, how, how good of a dancer is Patty in the locker room? We've, we've heard the stories. We've seen a few rumblings. Do the, do the um, moves live up to it? Yeah, I would say I think she holds back a little bit, honestly. Um, we know, like, we've asked her, we're like, Coach, you can get down. And she's like, I got a couple moves here and there. But, yeah, she's she can definitely have some fun with us. Um, I know you guys have caught in a, a couple of shots during the World Series with her busting out yeah. a move in OKC. Um, but, yeah, we're a crazy group, so I think she she knows, like, to be lighthearted with us because that's kind of yeah. how we are. And yeah, she definitely has some dance moves. I think she's holding back a little bit, but we'll try to break those out of her this year. You got to cut it loose every now and again, coach. So we'll <laughs> uh, we'll see if she kind of comes out of her shell as uh, as the season gets underway. On the flip side, Alyssa, who's the best singer on the team? Locker room, music's going, maybe you're on the bus head to the game. Who's got the headphones in? Who's the best singer on the team? Or who thinks they're the best singer on the team? Um, I can't count the amount of times that we've had like karaoke sessions at like midnight driving home um but yeah i would say surprisingly we just figured this out recently but peyton monticelli she has a voice and she was like in a acapella group 
from what we heard, which was like mind boggling. But um, some of the girls went out to dinner and there was like a karaoke night happening and mm -hmm. she started singing and they were like, dude, she can sing. So we're on the road um, going to a photo shoot for our intro shoot and she mm -hmm. is just busting it out and she can sing and like impressive like Adele songs type. Wow. Scene. So she's she's one that's really fun to kind of learn more about. Um, but that was definitely one that I was shocked by. But she has a great voice. You know, Alyssa, softball as a sport continues to grow. It never ceases to amaze me. You know, once the College World Series comes on and, you know, the, the viewership numbers come out on ESPN, the amount of eyeballs that, that are on the sport of college softball, it kind of feels like the game just continues to grow. And I think that Oklahoma, you girls, you know, Coach Gasso, the Oklahoma program as a whole, I think, you know, kind of has a, you know, huge uh, re responsible for, for that. But, you know, most notably with the new stadium coming this up, upcoming March, what do you want to see next for the continued rise of softball? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but with, mm -hmm. with how far you've seen the game come, what's kind of that next level or what's one more thing that you hope to see the game, you know, kind of, kind of take it to that next level. Um, I would say the game's going in a great direction. Um, I'm really excited to see how many more glass ceilings we go through. Um, and we're a pretty fairly new sport, which is kind of mm -hmm. weird to think about, but we are and it's encouraging to see just all the greats and how we progress. I think something that would be really cool is to possibly play in a football stadium. I know I've seen that a lot yeah. um, throughout Twitter threads and stuff like that. But um, I think in the future, that would be one really cool thing to see because um, I just know this game is special. I think a lot of fans are noticing how college softball is is awesome and really fun to watch. So I wouldn't be surprised um, to see that this sport get that done. And um, I think it'd be really cool kind of as, um, I guess, an alumni of Oklahoma softball and mm -hmm. down the road and then just coming back as a past player to kind of see that come to fruition. But that would be something that would be really cool. I know for followers of the show, people that have listened to the podcast and people that follow us on Twitter, we've kind of put out the graphic of, you know, the, the softball stadium fitting inside the, the the football stadium. You know, you'd have to get creative with it, but make no mistake about it. I think that Oklahoma fans, especially, you could figure out a way to get 30, 40, maybe even 50,000 people to stadium. What a spectacle that would be. Last one to listen, then we'll let you go. One of our favorite traditions I know on this podcast, and I think for most you know Oklahoma fans in general, is every June at Hall of Fame Stadium is seeing all of the former Sooners in attendance, cheering you guys on, you know, the greats, you know, Laura Chamberlain, Jocelyn uh, becoming part of it as well. Down the line in future years, when those ESPN cameras show you in that cheering section, what do you want Oklahoma fans to remember the most about you? My passion. Um, I think I love how Sooner fans just feed off of that. And you guys have just encouraged me to be who I am. And that's um, what our program is, is unapologetic because we're not playing for the world. We're playing for the Lord. And that's being passionate, having fun. And I just hope that um, you guys as Sooner Nation kind of just remember um, that unapologetic, passionate, uh, third baseman, you know, that was just kind of fired up all the time, fist bumping, um, getting up and just celebrating like no other and celebrating the little things as it is. So, um, yeah, I've loved all the support and just, um, how much you guys fire me up. Cause I personally, like 
when Sooner fans get hyped, like that's where I get my energy from. <laughs> and I know a lot of us feel that too. Cause when the stadium's rocking, like we're rocking too. It's so. contagious. It's contagious. It well, again, Alyssa, thank you so much for taking the time uh, for, for coming on with this 15 days away from the start of the 2024 softball season. Oklahoma gets things underway on February 8th at the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge. What a fantastic place and destination to kick off the season. Alyssa Brito, thank you so much for taking the time. We look forward to watching you this upcoming season and Boomer Sooner. Boomer. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, thanks uh, to Alyssa for joining us. We know their schedules are tight, so we greatly appreciate her time and um, and giving us some insightful answers there. So we greatly appreciate that. Tyler, I want to dive into some bold predictions that we got via Twitter uh, the other day and kind of give me a 1 to 10 ranking. We'll do it uh, Josh Pate style, like the, uh, the late kick uh, series that we all love there. Stick around if you want to see some more Josh Pate. You might see him later on in the show. Just a little teaser there. But Tyler, give me a 1 to 10 boldness uh, scale ranking for some of these bold predictions. We'll start with uh, Sooner Jedi, who says that Kenzie Hansen's going to get 30 home runs this year. And to put that into perspective, that's five more home runs than the leader last year. Uh, Kenzie Hansen uh, herself had 13 a year ago. No, she did have uh, some games that she missed due to injury. So that number normally would be a little bit higher, but uh, 30 uh, home runs for the year for Kenzie Hansen. Man, I I would probably have to say I'll put that on a I'll put that on a seven on the boldness scale. You know, I'm not saying that um, you know chances aren't that good that Kinsey has a chance to do. I think that obviously she does. She's one of the best hitters in college softball coming into the 2024 season and looking to continue to build upon what she's done so far in her collegiate career. I think one of the things that is going to kind of play in her favor is she's going to have a lot of opportunities to get some good at bats. When you look at the rest of this lineup, you know, Jada Coleman, Alyssa Brito, who we just talked to fantastic interview, you know, Sydney Sanders, there's not going to be any shortage of opportunities for Kenzie Hansen to be forced uh, to be pitched to just because the rest of the lineup from top to bottom is so fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with a six on this. Uh, won't surprise me if Kinsey does this just because she's that good and this lineup is that dangerous. But, yeah, I'll put it at a six right now. I think I'll go a little bit higher. I'll, I'll say an eight. That would be very impressive if she's able to do oh. that. Now, if she does accomplish that, uh, Mike Fletcher coming in with a bold prediction here, Kinsey Hansen wins player of the year. I don't think that's bold of a take whatsoever. I think that is a very realistic uh, possibility. Obviously, Kenzie Hansen, you look at what she's done. Each of the last couple of seasons, she's just continued to grind, get better and better, both as a catcher, but also in the batter's box as well. And the, my favorite part about Kenzie, and this is not something that you see from too many players, you know, playing these diamond sports, is it almost kind of feels like Kenzie's best moments or when the lights are the absolute brightest. We've seen her, you know, we've seen the moments in postseason play. We all know about the walk-off home run last year, uh, you know, going up against Clemson, you know, ultimately sending Oklahoma to the Women's College World Series. So again, make no mistake about it. I think the Kenzie Hansen, she's definitely got to be on the short list in terms of player of the year candidates uh, for this upcoming season. I'm gonna put it at three. Okay, I'll go. I'll go a little bit higher on five there, but I think it's very within her reach. The challenge, I think, will be that nobody's going to run on her um, or try to steal second. So uh, I wouldn't either. It'll it'll all be hitting, uh, in my opinion, as far as like the highlights and and what people are going to be able to grasp onto there from uh, a player of the year perspective. Uh, John Shabram says we'll, uh, Oklahoma will be a better, or I guess they will be better than last year's team. Uh, of course, you lose Jordy Ball, you lose Grace Lyons, but the vast majority of the team comes back. Yeah, you lose a couple of your your ace pitchers in, in uh, Alex Taraco, uh, Jordy Ball, and then arguably I think you lose what is the best, you, you, the best shortstop that I've ever seen 
in college softball. And I'm not going to say that I've sit here and I've been following college softball religiously, <laughs> you know, for the last 20 to 25 years. But we've years, seen the best of the best at OU. We've seen the best of the best. You've seen them come through Oklahoma. You've seen them year in and year out at the Women's College World Series. Grace Lines, I think, by far and away, is the best defensive shortstop that I've ever seen. So it, th- this is a really hard question to kind of answer. How bold of a take really, really is it to, you know, is this team going to be better than they were a year ago? And when you look at it, I know you lost a couple of your your uh, you know your aces in the pitching staff. You lose Grace both as a as a defender, but also a really good bat in the lineup. But you look at what this team's got coming back collectively one through nine, and they bring in a couple of quality depth pieces pieces as well. I think this lineup has an opportunity to be even better than what we saw from a year ago. And then you look at this pitching staff. Yes, you lose you lose Jordy. Yes, you lose Alex, but you replace those with the likes of Kelly Maxwell from Oklahoma State. You replace it with a Peyton Monticelli, the transfer from Wisconsin, to go with, by the way, Nicole May, who continues to not get the you know the uh, the love and respect and the praise that she's due for, uh, for what all she's accomplished in an Oklahoma uniform. Oh, and by the way, you've got Kirsten Deal coming back for her second year. No big deal whatsoever. So good luck to all the opposing team lineups out there. Uh, you're going to have your hands full uh, this season, both in the circle uh, and uh, at the batter's box. Jason Myers says, a sad yet historic send-off for the GOAT, Patty Gasso, of course, with a fourth straight natty. So essentially saying Patty Gasso wins a national title and then retires. I'm going to say that's about a nine, just because of the fact that, yes, if you win a program's fourth consecutive national championship, what better way, what more could you possibly do in the world of coaching? But I think that... One, Patty, the type of coach she is, the type of woman and the type of leader she is. I don't think Patty's, I don't think she's going to be stepping away from the game anytime soon. You combine that with the fact that um, this this new softball stadium, and I had a, Adam, we've seen some pictures going around. I'm going to have a chance to check it out this upcoming weekend. Um, you look at that stadium, it is going to be the pinnacle in the world of collegiate softball when it comes to facilities. And I don't think, uh, for a program that started out at Reeves Park, that's played the last, you know, better part of a decade at Marina Hines Field, Patty and this program have worked so hard to get to this point where they can actually enjoy and play in a stadium of this caliber. So I think that uh, I think Patty's going to be around for uh, for quite a while. They're going to embrace this. They're going to go out there. I think that they're going to compete for a four straight national championship. And uh, we have not seen the last of Patty Gasso uh, once the Sooners hang it up this season. I'll agree with you that on that one, a nine on the boldness scale there. I think, too, that she'll want to pass off the program to her son, JT, uh, with a loaded team. Like, if she was ready to retire, I think this would have been the year that she retires and says, hey, you can have six seniors uh, plus Kelly Maxwell coming in, and you guys will win a championship uh, just by leaving you that team uh, in, in his hands to let him get off to a good start for his head coaching career when that happens at OU. So I, I don't think the timing's right at all, and I think she's still got a lot left in the tank there. So I'll put that as a nine as well. Uh, Sooner born OK. KU, three out of the top 10 home run leaders will be Sooners. Now, a year ago, Alyssa Brito, uh, Jari Jennings, Jada Coleman, all tied with 17 to lead the Sooners. That was tied for 18th nationally. Now, Chiare, she took a little bit of a step back on the long ball a year ago. I think she could certainly uh, extend what she's able to do. And then Brito, I, I don't think people talk about you know, enough, you know, the type of hitter that she is and what she's able to do. Um, she she was one of the best, maybe arguably the best hitter on this team last year. So mm-hmm. I think we could certainly see a big jump there uh, from uh, from each of them. And maybe we talk about, you know, Kinsey Hansen. You know, if she's able to hit 30 home runs, clearly um, you're going to have some uh, some heavy hitters in that lineup there in the top 10. 
Adam, the best part about this uh, this response from Soonerborn OKU, I think that you could realistically look at five, maybe even six different players on this Oklahoma team. That It wouldn't surprise you whatsoever if they finished in the top ten of home run leaders. I mean, when you look at Coleman, you look at Sanders, Jennings, Hanson, Brito, um, it, it, I mean, do you take your pick, pick your poison if you're a pitcher, how you're gonna how you're gonna approach this lineup uh, each and every time that they take the field. So yeah, I, I don't think that it's I don't think that it's that bold. The only thing that I think could get in the way of this happening is because of the fact that this this lineup is gonna be so dominant. I think this team is gonna be so good. You wonder, especially early in the season when Patty really likes to, you know, going against this really good competition, she likes to do quite a bit of subbing. She likes to get, you know, get a full uh, picture of what she's got on this roster uh, now that the regular season is underway. So um, I'm going to say that this is probably at about a six, but I think that it is something that if this lineup is as good as we think it's going to be, um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Oklahoma finishes with three inside the top 10. I think six is nice. I, I might go a little bit lower on five there. And I, I yeah. could mention on like uh, Sydney Sanders, um, Alina Torres, the Arizona state duo that transferred in last year for the most part, like I think they had good years, but we're a step down from what they did at Arizona state. So we know they have a higher ceiling that they can reach. And now they have another year of comfortability being in Norman playing with this team. Um, yeah. They might be the biggest surprises of the year uh, for a lot of OU fans, in my opinion. So lots of options there for OU to get three hitters in the top 10 in home runs in the country. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Jessica Bame here. OU claims the record for fielding percentage held by Tennessee at 988. Last year's team got to 987. I think that's a tough, uh, tough task there without Grace Lyons at shortstop. Yeah, anytime you lose, like I said, the the program's best defensive player, what I think is arguably the best defensive player in college softball. Yeah, the, uh, the you know it's expected to think that okay, there's going to be a drop off in defensive production. But for everybody that's made it this far, <clears throat> that had a chance to listen to the Alyssa Burrito interview, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many home runs or how well these girls swing the bat. Defense is where it starts with this program, and that's been something that Patty's you know preached ever since she took this job many, many years ago. So, again, just because you're going to see a couple new faces, uh, I do not expect the level of performance. The expectations are certainly not going to take a step backwards. And last time I checked, Adam, you look at you look at some of these uh, girls that are going to be playing for Oklahoma, Riley Boone is still out there in left field. Jada Coleman, you tweeted it out, 70% of the, water, or of the earth is covered by water, the rest is covered by J.C., uh, she's still in play. You got Kenzie Hansen behind the plate. Alyssa Burrito at the hot corner. Tra can play anywhere and everywhere. I think that this is going to be another historically good defensive team for Oklahoma. Nine eighty eight though, that is that is pretty damn high. You have to essentially play perfect softball uh, defensively to uh, to kind of break that. But hey, there's one program that can do it. It's the one right here in Norman. Yeah, I think I'd put that in like the seven or eight boldness yeah. uh, range there. Um, uh, certainly capable, but that, that's a really difficult record to break there. Uh, let's go to Kevin, uh, I think Thames or Thames, Sydney Sanders. We just talked about her a moment ago. He's going to say that she'll hit 25 home runs. She hit 21 as a freshman at Arizona State, but then took a little bit of a step back uh, going down to just nine in a Sooner uniform last year. But we talked about her already. Like, I mean, she's got the skills there. Um, oh, I yeah. think she, the comfortability, finding her place in the lineup. Um, I, I think that's certainly in play. I'm going to go with an eight on this, and I just want to say one thing. If Sidney Sanders hits 25-plus home runs, Oklahoma's going to win a national championship. When you look at what they have on the rest of the lineup, if they can get that type of production out of Sydney, 
nobody's going to touch this team. I'm sorry, barring injuries or anything unforeseen happening, that's how good I think that the this team can be. And if you get that level of production from Sydney to kind of get back to her freshman year at Arizona State, then yeah, you're going to have something really, really special. But you know, make no mistake about it. You talked about Sydney Sanders. You talked about Alina Torres. Kind of the level of production, kind of taking a step back um, than compared to what we saw when they were playing out at ASU. I don't think that that's necessarily an indictment on those two girls. I think that that's more so what it says about, you know, the rest of this team and the fact that Sydney and Alina can come into this program to where they don't have to be, you know, the, the, the stars of the show. They don't have to be, you know, relied upon. If you don't get it done, then, you know, we're really going to be in trouble that, you know, this Oklahoma football, this football, uh, football's on the mind but this Oklahoma softball team, just like, you know, Brent Venables talks about competitive depth. Patty Gasso's got this, you know, all nine positions on the field. And I thought that that was really another, you know, key takeaway from Melissa Brito's interview when she was talking about how you might get recruited and come in to play a certain position. But by the time you finish here, Patty's going to have you to where you can play seven or eight of these positions out in the field, you're going to do whatever is necessary to do what's best for this team. And make no mistake about it, this is going to be another one for Oklahoma. But I would give it an eight in terms of Sidney Sanders uh, as far as hitting 25 home runs. That's a lot, dude. I'll go slightly lower. I'll go seven on that one for me. Let's go to Mr. Sooner here. It says, Kirsten Deal hits hits another gear this year and deals a no-hitter. One. One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I don't people think are talking about her enough. No, I th- they always say, Adam, that the biggest jump that a, pr- that a person makes in their collegiate career is from their freshman to the sophomore year. And I think that Oklahoma fans and the college softball world as a whole are in for a huge surprise this upcoming season with what we're going to see from Kirsten Deal. We know that that pitching staff is loaded, and all the attention is going to be on Nicole May. All the attention is going to be on Kelly Maxwell coming over from Stillwater. I uh, appreciate that, Kenny. Uh, but make no mistake about that, Kirsten Deal, I think, is in store for a breakout-type season. It's just another feather in the cap uh, for Oklahoma collectively as a pitching staff. And I say it again, Adam, how are you going to attack this team? I don't nobody's, know. Been I... Able to fig- nobody's been able to figure it out the last three years. We'll see how they do this time. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you there on a one there. Let's get to our bold predictions. Tyler, go ahead and lead us off. Yeah, the, the more that I think about this, I really don't know if it's that bold, I guess. I, I guess you could say a little bit. I'll get your thoughts on it. But my bold prediction for the Oklahoma softball season this year, Oklahoma's pitching staff will throw more perfect games than the Sooners will have losses. I mean, just based on the schedule and how it's lightened up a little bit. It's a very favorable schedule. I, I think that's still a very hard thing to do. I'll, I'll give it a 7. I don't think it's impossible, but I, th- I think it's it's appropriate. It's bold. It's not, you know, something that is supposed to happen by any means, mm-hmm. or, or even likely. But uh, I think it's I think it's possible. So yep. um, I think that's a good one. I'm gonna go on the offensive side of the ball here. I, I kind of went in a few different areas of like where could it go? Like, and you just look across the stats and go, okay, well they they led in scoring last year. They led in ERA last year. They led in fielding percentage last year. Like, how do you be bold on top of that? Um, and so they did lead in total home runs per game last year um, with 1.89. I'm going to go a jump up there. I'm going to go that, hey, OU's going to average two home runs a game. So that's a pretty sizable jump uh, when you take into account the number of home runs that would need to be added. But mm-hmm. I, I look at Sydney Sanders especially and Alina uh, mm-hmm. Torres and Tiare, who we know that she's capable of, of hitting a lot more than 17 home runs. And, oh, Kinsey Hansen, like, assuming that she has full health plays and the majority of games this year, unlike last year. Okay. Like 
this hitting uh, lineup is going to get stronger. So two home <laughs> runs a game, like and, let's, let's do it. And you didn't even mention Jada Coleman or Alyssa. I didn't even so mention that, Jada Coleman. Yeah. It, it's just an embarrassment of riches. No, I, I think that that's a really good play, Adam. And you would, you would expect too that Oklahoma is going to get a little bit of a head start on this, especially early in the season before they mm-hmm. get into conference play. You know, we see it time and time again, every single season, there's going to be a series uh, there's going to be one weekend where Oklahoma hits like 19 home runs over the course of three games. So uh, that that will happen again this season. So that's going to definitely help Oklahoma. But make no mistake about it. I don't think that the bold predictions that we've got on this show, I don't think that that's too far out of the realm of possibility. So I, I can't wait to see it play out. We're going to keep the softball conversation going. They get started here in just uh, a little over a week. Baseball's coming up before you know it. And, you know, funny enough, we get more interaction from uh, on Twitter from our baseball tweets than we do for our basketball tweets. I don't know if OU fans just have this uh, hate relationship with basketball, but um, it's just how it works out, I guess. So we're going to keep the conversation going. We're going to continue to talk about football, recruiting, uh, spring practice as, uh, as that gets going here in like a little more than a month, really. Uh, so uh, we'll keep that conversation going, but we did want to make sure we highlighted softball here uh, before we get too far into the season. And so we greatly appreciate Alyssa's time today and everyone else for jumping in and supporting us on softball. Anything, Tyler, you want to add before we release the uh, hype video? Yeah, just a couple of things here. You know, obviously football is king at the University of Oklahoma, but when it comes to Oklahoma softball, I know that when I when I came to school at the University of Oklahoma and after, even after graduating adam and we were working in the athletic department the the fan base for oklahoma softball i i would rival it with with any other sport that we have on campus the the fan base for ou softball the the passion you know the the tradition the commitment i mean you go out there there's a tuesday night game you know against southeastern oklahoma and they're out there tailgating two or three hours so again for, for everybody out there this is not normal what you're getting to see from Patty Gasso in this Oklahoma softball program. So enjoy it, soak it up, you know, hop on board, you know, become part of the ride. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch what this team does. The same with what Skip Johnson's doing over on the baseball field. So we're going to ramp up the baseball content a little bit more as the season gets underway. There's a lot of new faces. Uh, There's a lot of uncertainties about what this squad is going to look like, how well they're going to perform, but make no mistake about it. Skip's going to get them going in the right direction. And, you know, I, I always give Adam a lot of a lot of shit off of offline here. Um, but this this softball hype video, you know, Adam, he he's he's about one of the modest, you know, most uh, uh, modest person or people that you will ever meet. And this this level of content that Adam put together uh, here over the past few weeks is uh, absolutely outstanding. You got the Josh Pate reference, the you know, the uh, the flashy highlights. I dare any of you to watch this softball high video that's about to come out and not get chills and be ready to uh, to run through a brick wall uh, out there at Love's Field when they get this thing kicked off uh, here in just a couple more weeks. So, Adam, well done. I'm excited to get this thing going. For those listening on the podcast, this will be the end of the podcast. You'll want to make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Mainline Pod so you can see that video when it releases uh, in the coming days here. Uh, For those on YouTube, we will close out the show by going to the hype video right now. Thanks, everyone, for watching.